we first built content that enables our customers to do their best work. And we realized that we could actually do that in this new world and really focus on upskilling to deliver the content and experience our customers needed. Welcome to Virtually Live by Cultura. In this podcast, we'll try to sum up all the latest and greatest in marketing, and specifically in event marketing. To help us do that, we've invited prominent marketing and business leaders to share their most important lessons and give their best predictions for the coming years. In this week's episode, EVP Business Development at Cultura, Liada Shkar, speaks to the head of event and field marketing at Atlassian, Angela Smith, about what it was like being one of the first companies to host a virtual event. She'll also be talking about upskilling herself and her team to deliver the content and experience that our customers needed. Hi everyone, my name is Liad. I'm heading Cultura's Business Development and Strategic Partnerships. And today I'm coming to you virtually live from the Bay Area. We have a phenomenal guest with us today, um, Angie Smith who is the head of experiential and field marketing at Atlassian. I have to say that personally, I'm very happy to have Angie here, and I'm a big fan of Atlassian, following their co-CEOs, Mike and Scott, for a long time, and their vision to build amazing products that users love. Angie, hi. Hi, Liad. Hi, Hi, everyone. I'm actually coming to you virtually live from the state with 300 days of sunshine a year. And today it's a nice sunny 88 degrees in Arizona. So I'm glad to be here with you. Thank you so much for, for coming to our session today, yeah. Angie. And you know, you, you're not only coming from Atlassian, you have over 20 years of experience in events and marketing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, you work at Atlassian um, and a little bit about yourself maybe? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So yeah, I'm a 20 plus year industry veteran, uh, mostly in tech, both on the brand and the agency side. Um, And in my time, I've seen two major event shifts, 2008 with the economy tank and events canceling left and right all around the world. And then of course, 2020, a global pandemic. I kind of feel like it was the same, same, but obviously different. And you know, these have become times where you sift out the creative pioneers from let's um, just fight the obvious in my industry. And, and I'm actually feeling really grateful to work for what I think most marketers call the marketing Shangri-La here at Atlassian, because we're a company with an incredible reputation, not just in the tech space, but we have a high level of appreciation for experimentation and the test and learn mentality so in the experiential design space, that's like winning the lottery, I like to say. Um, and so as you said, specifically, I run the experiential event and field marketing teams, supporting all of our customer engagement, lead and pipeline acceleration events. That's really amazing, um, Angie. And it's a good, it's a good segue to our first question. And, and let me take you, um, I think it was a year and a half back, you know, when, uh, when the pandemic started and, and you had uh, your biggest event of the year planned already uh, 40 days ahead, which was only 18 business days. Uh, and you're one of the, the first, I think, um, industry leaders that ran your event fully virtual at the time. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience then and, you know, the challenges that you had with the transition? Yeah, Liad, I I have to say that, um, you know, being one of the first companies was a bit gut-wrenching, if I'm being honest. 
you know, having to push out the final decision that not only hundreds of Atlassian and partners had been working hard on for over 10 months, but that thousands of our customers were counting on, uh, us to help them be more productive in their business was pretty emotional. So that's why we still marched forward having, um, you know, our first digital experience in 2020. And, and I think back in, in 22 of the 30 people that I communicated with most in my day-to-day -day event business, they lost their job in March of 2020. And they didn't literally, they literally didn't know where they were going to get money to pay their mortgage or send their kids to school or pay salaries for their employees. And, you know, honestly, I had survivor's guilt for months and on some days still feel um, like it rears its ugly head. Um, but how we handled it was really, um, how I personally handled it was asking myself a few simple questions. And that was, you know, how do I take care of my employees? Um, what do our customers need from us that's actually within my control? And what can my team do to live one of our core values here at Lassian? And that's around be the change you seek uh, to support our customers and, and ourselves for that matter. So the answer might have been hard to digest, but simple to solve in many ways. So, you know, we first built content that enables our customers to do their best work. Um, and we realized that we could actually do that in this new world, the beginning of the new world. And the second thing we did was really focus on upskilling, not just myself, uh, but my team to deliver the content and experience our customers needed right then. I, I want to dive in a little bit more into the company's uh, culture and DNA. And I know that, you know, from what we read, um, Atlassian is a very uh, digital first and data driven company. Uh, how was that aligned with you know the strategy to move physical events into virtual or digital experiences with your team? Yeah, well, at the time that all of this happened, and still today, our first priority has been our people and our customers. So we, you know, we didn't have any misalignment. Um, and and you talk about uh, you know how our company is driven with digital first. And I mentioned one of our values in the last round, but. You know, everything that we do is around four written values and kind of one unspoken. And the first being open company, no bullshit. Um, we told our customers how it was, how we were feeling, and we wanted them to share that same back with us. The other is, pardon me, don't F the customer. We want to make sure that, you know, we are always taking care of them first. And be the change you seek, as I mentioned, is another um, and finally, build with heart and balance. And, and really what that means is measure twice and only cut once. So those values, along with what I said at the top of the call about having a high tolerance for that test and, and learn, were really wonderful breeding ground to try new kinds of digital experiences uh, to see what would work. Um, and, and I think that ha working for a company that enabled all of that uh, over the last 19 months, you know, we have something really special that we've been able to deliver on since then. And that, that's amazing. Uh, you know, they say that every time when you mention the word KPI, a unicorn, unicorn <laughs> is created. So let me create another unicorn. Yeah. Just ask you a little bit about, you know, your outcomes of the events. Uh, how did you measure them? And it seems to be um, there are some things that are probably similar or different. Uh, to measure physical events versus virtual events. Um, so let, I would love to hear more about that and your perspective on, you know, on measuring and, and, and success and how to measure that uh, overall. 
Yeah, so we started out with that first pivot time in, in the 18 business days where our primary objective for the virtual event was, you know, delivering key Atlassian messages to engage with our customers and, you know, to help them reach their goals. Um, at the same time, it was to establish Atlassian as a thought leader. Um, so besides the, the typical increase in registration numbers, um, you know, we were on the front end of it, so people weren't exhausted yet. But a year later, when we delivered that same program in this new world, it needed to be less about the number of people that showed up. It needed to be more about the quality of people that showed up. So while we're still measuring conversion rates and you know targeting the kinds of domains and companies we want there, we want the right people there and we want to deliver the right content. Um, we're still today measuring, although sometimes I bang my head against the wall, um, around the average number of minutes people spend in our platform, which you know, I'm, I'm sure we could all argue about that. But in our first instance, you know, people spent over 200 minutes um, per person in our platform, which I don't know about you, but I don't go to a conference and spend 200 minutes today. I'm exhausted after 30. Um, so it's nice that we're doing tidbits of content here um, um, together with this conference. But over time, we're just continually trying to measure the right people showing up, the content that they're engaging in, that we are increasing their average of views and time they're spending, um, and that overall, that our average session engagement and score, we score out of a one to five, is at least a 4.4 or higher. And, you know, we've learned a lot in the last 19 months and we've certainly gotten better at that. On the other hand, we measure sales and, and pipe, pipeline contributions. Um, and what's interesting in our first instance, um, 19 months ago, you know, 60% of our attendees coming to one of our virtual experiences, you know, had an active, Salesforce engagement that we were working on. And 79% of our attendees resulted in growth opportunities, expand opportunities. And our coverage, our breadth of coverage of the number of countries that we can represent in this world, you know, have grown exponentially. Like we have 150 plus countries engaging with us now, whereas before, you know, it's 25. 26 in a single event so over time we're getting better at it but you know typically measuring very similar things yeah and i think that the the last point was was for me um very very important like the, the fact that you can run the content once and then rebroadcast it in different time zones and also localize it to different languages and be able to to really cater your content to different people that's sitting in their homes and not able to join to the physical event, but still can you know enjoy all the latest and greatest content. I think it's a key point and a big, big difference in, in the world, in the digital experience world that we are at today. Um, and my next question to you, Angie, is, is more about your strategy. Um, over the past 18 months, your team has done more than almost 600 digital experiences um, across the globe. Um, has anything been changed in your strategy towards those, those events comparing to uh, the years before? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, um, we learned a key lesson, as I'm sure many people watching have been, is that over-programming in a digital environment is easy to do because that's what you are used to doing. 
So in our first instance remote summit of 2020, which was March of 2020, you know, we didn't go in thinking it was a one-to-one -one ratio from in-person to digital, but we didn't pair it back enough. And today we've learned a lot about pairing back the programming of our content to probably like 25% of what it would have been in a live instance. So, I mean, digital fatigue is real. So that is something that is, you know, a new baseline for what we do moving forward. Everything is much more interactive, much more engaging, um, and much more um, trying to find the ability to upskill people in lab environments digitally so that they have, you know, stakes in the game and can get involved. Um, but outside of that, I think the biggest learning on our portfolio is really around keeping it simple. We have uh, identified tiers of our program where we have strategic events, we have field events, we have demos, and we have webinars. And if it doesn't fit into one of those four categories, we just don't do it. Um, and we pay a lot of attention and something that we've learned is about segmenting our customers and making sure that we're not tapping on them more than we would want to be tapped on ourselves. So our portfolio has changed a lot to be more digital, but it's actually gotten really fine tuned about the kind of content that will work best in a digital environment versus the kind of content that now will go after uh, in person and live next year. Yeah, and, and I think that the challenge that you've mentioned in you know, creating significant events and branded events, but from the other hand, uh, keep it simple and also mm -hmm. be able to scale and allow the event managers to do things themselves in a very simple way uh, is challenging. And I think that you, you know, the way that you did it at Atlassian is, is very impressive from, from you know, my experience over the last um, uh, period. Going back, like the team was mostly focused on physical events and then uh, I'm sure that there was quite a significant of a challenge to onboard uh, the same team members to a new experience in the digital environment. Can you just tell us a little bit about, about that in your view on you know, building the right team for digital? I don't know about you, but my team is exhausted, including myself. <laughs> um, they're each doing a job that they actually didn't apply for. They didn't train for it before taking it. And oftentimes they're put into roles that for them kind of aren't interesting. Um, however, we focus on the fact that we all got a mini MBA in the last 19 months. Um, one that required a new business plan that changed a lot, a new financial model and acquired skill sets, um, you know, to become digital marketers, not event marketers you know, from SEO, web development, performance marketing, demand gen, segmentation, digital um, video media, you know, analytics, marketing funnel, audience acquisition, you know, and, and we all had to stay and keep a lot of empathy and agility, right? You know, learning all of that, that wasn't a part of the event marketers job before. Um, you know, I have former event managers who did you know, BEOs with hotels for special events, and they're now running marketing campaign strategies and, and paid marketing programs and, and building content strategies. And it's actually just been a beautiful thing to watch. And, you know, I sort of say, like, it's a good thing that I've always thought of myself as a student of life, because 
this has provided all of us that's you know are open to it and willing an opportunity to upskill and you know create a new path for ourselves in the future i honestly feel like we all need to claim the fact that we're digital marketers now um and i feel pretty proud of it that my team has done many rotations um to learn everything that i mentioned um and they're doing a pretty kick-ass job well it's it's really really impressive um this transition and i always when i hear such stories yeah. you know my heart you know is really with those people that reinventing themselves in a way um, yeah. you know at certain time of their careers i'm sure that you had to hire new team members and build the capacity for your team. I'm sure that it was also different than building the capacity for a physical event um, management team. Like, how did you handle that? Did you involve any, any data uh, or statistics uh, to making those hiring decisions on your team? Yeah, you know, I mentioned one of our core values earlier, um, build with heart and balance. It's about measuring twice and only having to cut once. I mean, we use data to make every single decision at Atlassian. Um, and I, probably not unlike every single tech company, um, you know, you and I are fans or, or watching or, or voyeurs of, but, you know, we're using it. And at the same time, we are having a open to having a better understanding of what our new customers need and want, because the customers today are actually different than they were two years ago. So the data that we have is somewhat old and dated and we need to be super agile i mean my team works with agile methodology we have methodology we have weekly sprints you know we do stand-ups um, we're constantly you know making changes but i think that you know having the ability to work for a company that has the tolerance and uh, you know and are not really risk um adverse they really open that we've been really lucky to use the data of years past but also test and learn and get a better understanding of what the world our customers and our people are like now yeah and uh, and i think that you know agile in general is, is an amazing tool i've been using it for many years with my team as well and um that i know that atlassian is big fans you know and using your tools as well as part of that methodology is, is i think amazing um, so before we break, um, we have time for one last question, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on the future, you know, on your planning for 2022. Um, I'm sure that in some of the regions, some of the events will probably get back to physical. Uh, what's your view on that? Like, how are we going to approach virtual versus physical um, experiences over the next year or so, and uh, how you're going to plan and execute it, you know, within Atlassian? Yeah, I think I have a couple of thoughts. One being, I really hate the word virtual events. I feel like we've all upscaled and earned the title of being digital marketers. So my team is all about creating digital experiences in the future and where it makes sense to do those live interactions as well. But we're keeping it pretty simple here. Um, we're now modern marketers, we're, which includes being digital marketers. And live events for us will actually start back in the spring of 2022, but they're going to be smaller and they're, you know, potentially going to be more regionally based and, you know, third party events and sponsorships to um, we'll always have to include a speaking slot. We're not going to do a, a digital booth only moving forward. We've learned enough in the process. 
but we will absolutely lean a significant amount into digital experiences moving forward, way more so, even though we were thinking about it a long time ago than we ever have. Um, but my crystal ball doesn't have a percentage on where that will weigh, but I see over time, we'll all be doing a lot more digital than we will in person. Absolutely, absolutely. Angie, thank you so, so much for coming here thank today. And uh, thank you for everyone who were here with us listening and uh, hopefully it was beneficial for you. Bye-bye. Bye, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining. If you like what you heard, please subscribe below for more episodes. We'll see you next week when Cultura's Senior Director of Education, Ira Gluck, speaks to Jennifer Reagan Four, ISTE's Chief Experience Officer, and their Senior Director of Event Logistics, Stephanie Arnold, as they talk about how to apply the insights learned from the past two years to upcoming virtual events.